Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today is Tuesday, May 26th, 2020. I hope that everyone had a really nice uh, long weekend, a, lo- a nice Memorial Day. hope you got to spend it with uh, some good weather, some good food, some good, good people, uh, hopefully. And uh, maybe even some good, uh, some good literature, if possible. Of course, Memorial Day is uh, for many of us the signal that summer is here. It's the it's the beginning of summer vacations for for a lot of people. Uh, although I know schools school schedules have been thrown up in the air this year. But at any rate, Memorial Day is kind of the signal of of the changing of the seasons. Uh, Warm weather will be here soon if it hasn't arrived where you live. Um, And with summer comes gardens. And uh, I receive an an email newsletter uh, from a writer named Alan Jacobs. It's called Snakes and Ladders, and it's a great newsletter sent out once a week or so. And in it, he posted uh, the poem that I'm going to read to you today. And it inspired me to do poems this week, so so four days this week. And uh, all of these poems will be inspired by the idea of gardens, garden-themed poems, if you will. <laughs> uh, and so this first one is one of the most famous garden poems of all time, and it's called The Garden. It's by Andrew Marvell. Uh, Andrew Marvell was an English a metaphysical poet who lived from 1621 to 1678. He was also a politician. He was in the House of Commons and uh, was also a satirist and um, he was a friend of John Milton, and so he's a, he's a very important figure from the era, and this is one of the most famous poems of the era. It's a little bit long, so I probably won't read it twice and may not even offer many comments. Uh, I just wanted to share it with you to kick off uh, Garden Week here on The Daily Poem. But this was uh, a poem from uh, 1681. It was published originally in a book called Miscellaneous Poems, and my understanding is it was actually published uh, posthumously. So here is The Garden by Andrew Marvell. How vainly men themselves amaze to win the palm, the oak, or bays, and their incessant labors see crowned from some single herb or tree, whose short and narrow verged shade does prudently their toils upbraid, while all flowers and trees do close to weave the garlands of repose. Fair quiet, I have found thee here, and innocence thy sister dear, Mistaken long, I sought you then in busy companies of men. Your sacred plants, if here below, only among the plants will grow. Society is all but rude to this delicious solitude. No white nor red was ever seen, so amorous as this lovely green. Fond lovers, cruel as their flame, cut in these trees their mistress' name. Little, alas, they know or heed how far these beauties hers exceed. Fair trees, where's e'er your barks I wound, no name shall but your own be found. When we have run our passion's heat, love hither makes his best retreat. The gods that mortal beauty chase still in a tree did end their race. Apollo hunted Daphne so, only that she might laurel grow, and Pan did after a syrinx speed, not as a nymph, but for a reed. What wondrous life in this I lead, ripe apples drop about my head, the luscious clusters of the vine upon my mouth do crush their wine, the nectarine and curious peach into my hands themselves do reach, stumbling on melons as I pass, ensnared with flowers I fall on grass. Meanwhile, the mind from pleasure less withdraws into its happiness. The mind 
that ocean where each kind does straight its own resemblance find, yet it creates, transcending these, far other worlds and other seas, annihilating all that's made to a green thought in a green shade. Here at the fountain's sliding foot, or at some fruit tree's mossy root, casting the body's vest aside, my soul into the boughs does glide. There, like a bird, it sits and sings, then wets and combs its silver wings, until prepared for longer flight, waves in its plumes the various light. Such was that happy garden gate, while man there walked without a mate. After a place so pure and sweet, what other help could yet be meet? But twas beyond a mortal share to wander solitary there. Two paradises twere in one to live in paradise alone. How well the skillful gardener drew of flowers and herbs this dial knew, where from above the milder sun does through a fa does through a fragrant zodiac run, and as it works, the industrious bee computes its time as well as we. How could such sweet and wholesome hours be reckoned but with herbs and flowers? I'm not going to say a lot about this poem, but before I go, and you know, if you want to listen to it again, please you know, feel free to rewind or hit that 30-second button back on your app a couple times. But I, I just want to say that this poem always reminds me of, of one of Wallace Stevens' favorite, uh, famous poems, The House Was Quiet and the World Was Calm, which, like this poem, seemed to be about the nature of contemplation and the necessity for for peace and quiet, so to speak, for true contemplation to happen. So I think a lot about that when I read this poem. But one, another thing that's interesting to me that this poem seems to be exploring is the idea of the way timelessness and time run together in nature, the way both of those things become a part of our experiences. The seasons, of course, have an effect on, on a garden, and so time rules it. And yet there's a timelessness uh, as flowers return, as different plants return, as some die but new ones come back. And there's a, you know, the notion of a garden. A garden can be at once uh, pruned and, and kept neat and tidy, and yet it can far outlast any of us, um, you know, if, if uh, it, its wildness sort of takes root. And, and so I find that that theme of time and timelessness is uh, running throughout this poem, especially in the parts where it references the Garden of Eden. Um, so those are a few things that, you know, to think about. Uh, but hopefully, you know, this is a poem that'll give you plenty to think about. Um, so again, please feel free to go back and listen. But for the sake of time, uh, my, my uh, perpetual goal of keeping this, these episodes under around eight or nine minutes, uh, I, will, I will call it a day. But um, I do hope you listen again. And um, with that, I'll, I'll say farewell. But this has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll be back tomorrow with another poem uh, with a garden theme. Thanks for listening.